The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Hello and welcome to Know the Score. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and today on this very special episode, an interview episode, I'm here with Miss Lori Collier-Warren, the track president of Richmond Raceway, newly named track president of Richmond Raceway. Good morning, Miss Collier. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us here on the CSPN this morning, uh, giving you a little, giving us a little bit of your time. We greatly appreciate it. Um, first off, congratulations on a very successful race weekend, August fourteenth. Um, I know things did not, you know, probably start off uh, easy for you, having only a month. Uh, from the time you were named track president until the time of the race. So kind of just go through some of the challenges that you faced in such a short runway to get prepared for that race. (laughs) You're exactly right. It it was certainly uh, a short runway. Um, You know, the the great news is that the team here had been planning for uh, many months uh, leading up to the race. so, you know, while I had a short runway, they, they had, you know, the, the typical runway um, to plan. And, um, and they, they had a lot already done. I, I was very lucky to walk into a really seasoned and tenured team um, here at, at Richmond Raceway. And, you know, they're very passionate. Um, and so when you're, when you're lucky enough to have that, um, when you join a team, um, you know, it's it's easy to walk into to something like that. Um, and and so, you know, it was challenging. And I think a lot of that was just sort of self-inflicted angst <laughs> um, that I had walking in. But but when I got to, to the actual weekend, it was um, it felt great. And I felt very com- confident and comfortable that we were going to be able to pull it off. And, and indeed, we did. What were some of the sources of that angst, uh, you know, prior to the event starting that you had personally? Uh, you know, I think any any new executive or any new leader in a position, when you when you walk into your new position, um, my guess is if you're um, if you're good, at least for me, <laughs> you, you you're you're concerned. You're concerned. Is there something that you're not thinking of or you're not considering? What do you not know that you not what you know? What is it that you don't know that you don't know? Um, and so it was just all the question marks, uh, you know. Um, you know what? What? What am I not considering? Um, what? What do I not understand about you know the role about you know the the audience that's coming? What is the expectation for the fans? Um, and what? What is there anything that I might um, not be considering that we need to make sure we um, provide them? And of course, the unknown. The, the biggest thing in any outdoor event is the weather, right? <laughs> and we were holding it in August, which in Richmond traditionally is is very humid and hot and, um, you know, can have thunderstorms. And so that was a big unknown. And we were incredibly lucky in that way. We had um, 80 degrees and, and very low humidity and, you know, not a drop in sight. So, you know, all of those factors, you know, can lead to angst. But um, we were pretty lucky. At what point in the weekend did things kind of slow down for you personally and you were just able to enjoy the moment and where you were at that time and place? Yeah, I I actually reached out to another track president um, who's track president in Sonoma. Her name is Julie Giese. Um, ahead of both starting the position and then current when I was in the in the role 
Um, she's just she's an, uh, an amazing leader and she's great within NASCAR. She's incredibly re- well respected. And just as another female president um, within NASCAR, she's um, she's been a, a great mentor already. And so I reached out to her and said, you know, if you could give me one piece of advice that you have done in the past few years that you think you can share with me, what would it be? She said, take a beat sometime during the race and, you know, take it all in. And I've, she's done that um, a number of years in a row, and it's been very impactful to her. Um, and she said, you know, sit in the grandstands for a few laps. Just experience it from a um, fan, the fan side, because you're going to be pulled in a million directions. You know, everyone's going to need something from you every single minute of that race. But ask for a few minutes to yourself. So right after the anthem package, right after you know, um, Star Spangled Banner and after the Pledge of Allegiance and drivers start your engines. We call that the anthem package in in NASCAR land. Um, Right after that happens, um, I said to my team, you know, look, the first 10 laps are mine. You can have me every other minute um, of the race before, after, during, but the first 10 laps are mine. So I'll cross the bridge into the grandstands and I just sat, you know, for the first 10 laps. you know, with the, with the great, with the fans. And I took it in because I wanted to see what they saw. I wanted to hear what they heard. I wanted to smell what they smelled. I want everything from a fan perspective, because if I can't have that and take that away after the event is over, then I won't be able to speak to what they experienced. And I also wanted to be able to enjoy it for a few minutes. So I think that was probably the moment that I was able to do that. Okay. Okay. Um, some of your childhood background is kind of what I want to move into next. Um, how and when did you gain a love for motorsports? Uh, it's probably two different times in my life. The first was with my grandfather. He and my grandmother lived a couple blocks away from the track and, um, he would, he couldn't always afford coming down to the track to watch races, but he would come and volunteer to park cars and, um, that was how he would able he was able to to kind of kind of see the races, um, and he would often let me tag along and help um, help park the cars. I was definitely not much help <laughs> at all at three years old or four years old, um, but I, I, I loved the time spending with him, and so it kind of it sort of ingrained those memories of of being at the track with him. Uh, so I think it was probably then and that was the earliest memory. I think you just associate, you know, your grandparents and the fun times you spend with them right. with other memories. And I think that was probably it. And then I kind of got away from, you know, motorsports as you are in high school, you're, you know, you, you get away from things like that. But then, um, I, when I met my husband, um, which was around, I was 19, 20 years old when we were dating, he was very much into motorsports and he really introduced me to the sport and really kind of taught me about it. And so he was a big Dale Earnhardt fan. So uh, I think it was probably then that I really got gained more knowledge of it. Yeah. Yeah, there's always uh, I always tell people uh, that ask me about racing. Actually, I was watching the race uh, when I was in the Spectrum store uh, Sunday. And the guy was like, is NASCAR cool to watch i was like if you got somebody to pull for it's much better and uh yeah dale earnhardt was my guy as well it's how i got really deep into the sport watching as well uh were you a fan of any other sports growing up uh did you play sports were you involved in athletics 
Oh yeah, definitely. My, my father was a football coach ahead uh, at high schools around here, head football coach. And so I spent a lot of my childhood in, you know, football stadiums. I even, I think I fall asleep even now, um, in the best way hearing football because I fell asleep in football stadiums so much growing up. My brother played college football. So I'm really into football. I love it. Um, but yeah, and, and in fact, my husband played college football too. So big football family, um, soccer as well. My kids, my, I have two boys, they both played soccer. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a sports girl. I, I love, a, love sports as much as, you know, most people in, you know, at least I think probably as much as my family does, they, you know, we, we're a big sports family, but, um, you know, I, I love, I certainly love motorsports. My, when my husband and I got married, I even had a wedding garter made out of the black and white checkered flag with big number three on it to surprise him so we've uh we've incorporated you know motorsports into our life a little bit yes. more than most people have, I think. <laughs> um you spoke about uh you know the advice uh, that miss julie G- gase i think is how you pronounce it gacy? Mm-hmm. Uh, gacy uh gave you um Yourself, Miss Gacy, and Miss Jill Gregory out in Sonoma are kind of, you know, breaking into the boys' club as, you know, the women track presidents starting a new uh, dynamic in NASCAR. I just speak to that in creating a space for women in the highest levels of NASCAR. Yeah, you know, um, <clears throat> we, you know, that's true. But but I'll say I, I want to give the most credit to, to Lisa Kennedy, the first family Lisa France Kennedy, the first family of, you know, NASCAR, she, you know, she, she really forged the way, um, for all of us, you know, she's, she's incredibly inspiring that whole family. Um, you know, when you think of NASCAR, you definitely think of it being a boys club, but they're a very progressive family in that they've created opportunities for many people along the way. And it's been for years that that's been happening. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know that it's, it's been shared often enough um, how forward thinking they've been and making sure that um, people have had opportunities um, a lot more often than, than people really understand. But, but Lisa France Kennedy, you know, really has been um, leading NASCAR for such a long time for, for, you know, years and years and years, well before, you know, um, for a long time. And so um, I think that it would be, remiss if I didn't mention her and her significant effort and impact in motorsports. Um, but you know, it's, it is perceived to be a boys club, but I'll also kind of mention that, um, there's a feel right now that it's more of a band of brothers in a, in a sense that has been helping and supporting as well. You know, it's there, there's, there's a camaraderie that is helping push, um, and, and mentor and guide, you know, me in particular. So I don't want it to be that we're, um, not supported and, and I'm, I'm speaking from a very authentic and genuine place that, you know, I, I feel very supported by, you know, the men as well in the company. They are not, you know, I, I don't feel like I have to break through very much. They're very, they're very supportive. All right. Um, you come from new media. That is your background, uh, magazines and digital um, content. How does that background help you in this track president role? Um, you know, I think a lot of it is, um, you know, storytelling. I think just what I was just sharing, you know, there is a, a narrative out there about NASCAR that I don't necessarily 
think is accurate um, and, and maybe can be told differently. And I think, um, you know, my gift is in accurate storytelling because, you know, I have a background in marketing, media, and journalism. And I think, you know, helping to tell that um, story of, of NASCAR is, is important because it is, it is doing great things in DE&I. It is doing great things for women. It's really, um, it's really been forward thinking in, in sports in a lot of ways. And I'm not sure that the story has been told very well in the past, um, you know, 15, 20 years. And I think that will definitely serve it well if, if somebody like me is out there telling it, um, who, who has that background and who, who looks like me in that I'm a, a female telling it, you know, um, who's been given the opportunity. I think that's very helpful. Richmond has uh, kind of been at the forefront of fan experience in the last few years uh, with the reimagining of the infield and the, you know, more fan amenities, garage and things of that nature. How does Richmond continue to kind of stay out in front of the other tracks and continue to give fans that unique uh, experience that they can only get at Richmond Raceway? Yeah. Um, you know, you're exactly correct. They ha- We have. Um, I think, you know, we continue to innovate. One of the assets that Richmond has is that we, unlike most or and may- maybe even many tracks, is that we have a track that is in- incredibly close within just a few miles of a city. Most of the other tracks are, you know, 30 plus miles away from an actual city and urban life. And I think that we can seize upon that. Um, you know, we, we have a lot of different cultures and there's a really cool city vibe about our track, I think, and that's unique. And so how can we, how can we grow our audience? How can we diversify our audience? Um, how can we reach new audiences and introduce them to the sport? Um, so, and how can we create a cool fan experience that, um, that helps build on that? Um, so I think that's what we need to tackle. Um, you know, the, the typical fan experience of just sort of creating a fan experience that, you know, only supports, you know, the motorsport um, fan experience, that would, that, that, that's the loyal fan. Maybe we can in- continue to do that, but is there a different fan experience that somebody outside of motorsports would enjoy too, sort of the festival-like experience um, that would bring and draw new fans as well. I think that's maybe what we need to um, be looking at as well. Uh, my suggestion for you next year, when you get ready to take those 10 laps to yourself during the start of the race, go down to turn one, just on the other side of the little banquet area that's right there and stand yeah. at the fence because that is probably the closest place at NASCAR you'll ever be to the cars at speed. It feels like they're going to come and you can touch them. And that's a very cool place to watch. A few laps. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take that advice. Uh, you know, right. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> our, our um, security tells everybody, keep moving, keep moving. Right. If you stand up close to the fence, right. they don't want anyone to stand, but 
um, I, I might wave my badge and say, <laughs> okay, this is what I'm going to pull. Uh, you know, I don't use it often. I don't use my privilege often, but I might say, all right, I'm standing. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. You may even, uh, if you're if you're lucky enough to fans like a, get a pit pass, you may even see a crewman kind of standing down there because they're watching the uh, the front of the cars to see if they're hitting the track. I mean, they're you're that close. That's how close you can literally that's awesome. get to the yeah, track. So that's I, a great um, experience. That's awesome. That's a, that's a great, great piece of advice. Yeah, I just, you know, that's that's the cool stuff. When you can feel the wind coming by, when you can get rubber on your face a little bit, you know, because I've had that happen too when I'm standing so close. You walk away, you got to wash a little bit of the rubber um, away. I mean, I think that's, that's the good stuff about racing, right. you know. Um, thank you for so much of your time. I'm going to end with this last question. How much grief did you hear about the date from this year's race? And is there a place to negotiate your place on the schedule? Because I know <laughs> traditional NASCAR fans were not happy about it, not being a night race, not being on Saturday, and being a month earlier than usual. Yeah, you know, you're not going to win them all. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, um, yeah, you know, I know that there were some, some unhappy um, folks about the date. You know, but I've also heard now that we had it in August and the weather was so good and I saw a lot of families out there um, that had young kids that were, had not returned to school yet. Right. I, I think a lot of people, once it came and they were able to do that, they realized, gosh, I was able to bring my family out because, and we weren't rush, you know, uh, rushing around mm -hmm. because school had just started. I think there was a lot of um, people that were very grateful for that that um, date selection. Um, and to answer your second question, you know, um, you know, there's not a lot of um, ability that I have um, at, a tr at a local level to make that decision. Um, you know, it's it's there's a lot that that is maneuver that they um, that, that is shared with us um, from the TV, you know, time. Um, and so um, those decisions are usually made based upon that. But um, but I'm I'm really excited about that date. I know I, I know that um, people were really happy, and I think we have a lot of opportunity to have it, have great experiences that we can get some families down here that maybe weren't able to do that because they have things like sports and football and soccer, and we compete with a lot of other um, things going on when we are in the fall. There's not as much going on during that time that we don't have to compete with, and so we get an opportunity to share NASCAR with a lot more people when we're when we have it in um, the summer. So I, I, I'm hopeful that we still get to do it then. All right, that's all just right. my take. Well, Miss Lori uh, Warren, I appreciate all your time. Um, I definitely like to thank Brent Gamble uh, for all the efforts that he's done to make this interview happen. So I just want to give him a thank you as well before we end this. Uh, just, you know, a closing thought that you'd like to share with our fans about Richmond Raceway and uh, next year's race and, uh, you know, sell your, sell your venue. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, the schedule should be um, announced coming up in the next, you know, few weeks maybe maybe even days we'll see um but certainly soon and when um when it is please come get your tickets at richmondraceway.com i'd love to see people out we've got a lot to offer and we're going to put on a great fan experience and certainly um excited for a great uh you know few races next year so um thanks again for having me i appreciate it thank you for your time we appreciate it bye-bye bye-bye